Welcome to Daily Defining Moments. This is Pastor Allen, and I'm so glad you're with me. Our goal each day is to help you open your Bible and connect with Jesus. Remember, before I begin my day, God has something to say. We're reading through the New Testament portion of the one-year Bible in the New Living Translation. Today is September 23rd, and our reading comes from Ephesians chapter 2. Beginning in verse 1, Paul says this, Once... You were dead because of your disobedience and your many sins. You used to live in sin just like the rest of the world, obeying the devil, the commander of the powers in the unseen world. He is the spirit at work in the hearts of those who refuse to obey God. All of us used to live that way, following the passionate desires and inclinations of our own sinful nature. By our very nature, We were subject to God's anger, just like everyone else. Wow. So Paul begins by painting a pretty dark picture of our life, our hearts, before Jesus. The truth is, all of us are born in sin. All of us are born independent, demanding our way, building our own kingdom, and whether we're aware of it or not, being deceived and influenced and misled by the devil. Paul makes it clear that is true for all of us. It reminds me of what he said in Romans, there are none who are good, no, not one. We're all self-centered and selfish, but God did something about it. Watch this, verse four, but God is so rich in mercy. He loved us so much, despite all of that, despite all that sin, despite our independence, despite our rebellion, he loved us so much that even though we were dead because of our sins, he gave us life when he raised Christ from the dead. For he raised us from the dead along with Christ and seated us with him in the heavenly realms because we're united with Christ Jesus. So God can point to us in all future ages as examples of the incredible wealth of his grace and kindness towards us as shown in all he has done for us who are united in Christ Jesus. Now, just think about this. God loves us despite our imperfection, despite our sin, despite our past, despite our immorality, but despite our foolishness, despite all the mistakes we've made, God loves us. In fact, he loves us so much that he sent Jesus to pay the ultimate price, to die on the cross, to pay for our sin, and to bring us into his family. He loves us so much. And now, because of his grace, listen, this is so crazy, we are trophies of grace for all eternity. Our lives are a living testimony to the grace and the glory and the power and the generosity and the justice and the mercy of God for all eternity. Every time somebody sees you and sees me, they see the glory and the grace of God. We are his trophies. We are his showcase. We are his masterpiece. We give testimony to his grace and power. Verse 8, God saved you by his grace when you believed. So you were not saved 
by works. You weren't saved because you were born into the right family. You weren't saved because you went to the right church. You were saved by grace when you believed, by faith. And you can't take credit for this. It's the gift of God. So when we understand the gospel, it actually produces humility and gratitude and worship in our heart. Verse 9, salvation's not a reward for the good things we have done so that none of us can boast. We are God's masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus so we can do the good things He planned for us long ago. So none of us are going to walk around in heaven patting ourselves on the back, and we shouldn't walk around now patting ourselves on the back as if our place in the kingdom of God and the family of God and all that has happened, the transformation we've experienced in our life, as if all of that was because we're somehow spiritually superior or we worked harder or tried harder or more disciplined. No, it's by grace through faith. We are his masterpiece. God is producing his life in us for his glory so that we'll be his trophy for all eternity. Verse 11, don't forget that you Gentiles used to be outsiders. You were called uncircumcised heathens by the Jews who were proud of their circumcision, even though it affected only their bodies and not their hearts. In those days, you were living apart from Christ. You were excluded from citizenship among the people of Israel, and you did not know the covenant promises God made to them. You lived in this world without God and without hope, but now... You have been united with Christ Jesus. Once you were far away from God, but now you have been brought near to him through the blood of Jesus. Now, of course, Gentiles are simply non-Jews, everybody other than the Jews. Most of us are Gentiles, and we were excluded from the covenants, the promises of God. We didn't know God, right? And now... The gospel's been made available to all of us. Now we've been brought near. Now we've been included into God's family. Verse 14, for Christ himself brought peace to us. He united Jews and Gentiles into one people. When in his own body on the cross, he broke down the wall of hostility that separated us. He did this by ending the system of law with its commandments and regulations. He made peace between Jews and Gentiles by creating in himself one new people from the two groups. Together, as one body, Christ reconciled both groups to God by the means of his death on the cross, and our hostility towards each other was put to death. I love this. In other words, when we trust in Christ, we become part of one family. Jesus destroyed prejudice, racism, and all of the other divisions in our world. And when you think about our world today, think about America today, there are so many divisions, people divided by race and class and politics and ideologies and so much division. And what Paul says here is when we put our trust in Christ, he tears down all the division, all the dividing walls, and makes us one family in Christ. This is why prejudice, racism of any kind, Man has been destroyed by 
the gospel. Verse 17, he brought this good news of peace to you Gentiles who were far away from him and peace to the Jews who were near. Now, all of us can come to the Father through the same Holy Spirit because of what Christ has done for us. So when we trusted in Jesus, the Holy Spirit came to live inside of us. And because of his grace, because we're clothed in his righteousness, we all have access to the Father by faith through the person and work of the Holy Spirit who lives in us. You are not alone. God is with you. His Spirit lives in you. And you have unlimited access to the Father. Then finally, he says, so now you Gentiles are no longer strangers and foreigners. You're citizens along with all God's holy people. You're members of God's family. Together, we are his house built on the foundations of the apostles and the prophets. And the cornerstone is Christ Jesus himself. We are carefully joined together in him, becoming a holy temple for the Lord. Through him, you Gentiles are also being made part of his dwelling where God lives by his spirit. So now we are the citizens of heaven. We are the children of God. We are part of his family. Man, what an encouraging passage we have read here today. God has been so good to all of us. Let's just give him thanks for that. Father, thank you so much for your grace for your generosity. You have blessed us in so many ways. God, we were lost and dead and far away, but through Christ, you have brought us back into your family. God, you've made a way for us to be the children of God, citizens of heaven, part of your family, brothers and sisters. God, we're so grateful for that. And Lord, fill our hearts today with gratitude. Fill our hearts today with worship. Fill our hearts today with thanksgiving for all that you have done for us. You are such a good and generous, such a great God. And we worship and bless and honor you today. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. Well, I know that encouraged you. I'm so glad that you were with me today. Hey, remember, before I begin my day, God has something to say. We'll see you again tomorrow.